Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. On today's episode, we are in the series on how to help your child leave a legacy, and I'm actually not recording from the Hope Mobile today. I am recording from someone's home. This week, we are in Sierra Vista, and our Hope Mobile is actually parked at a church, and I am have the blessing of staying in someone who's become a very treasured friend, and her name is Sarah, and I'm going to warn you, <laughs> today will probably be laughter and tears. <laughs> it's just the nature of life now, as you all know, of the death of our child and living life without our child. And I'm going to start out by letting Sarah share her story. And first, I guess I'll introduce her a little bit better, (laughs) just kind of how we connected. It was actually, she found GPS Hope Online through uh, another grief organization. And I believe she watched our virtual summit and just really blessed her in a lot of ways. And she started emailing me. We started corresponding and a just a wonderful friendship has blossomed from that and So this is the second time we've been together face-to-face, and we've enjoyed our time. So uh, with that introduction, uh, Sarah, would you please start out by sharing Jeanette with us and telling us your story? Okay. Uh, My daughter Jeanette was 36 years old, and she had had some health issues the last year, uh, but nothing we would have thought was fatal or life-threatening. And uh, we didn't even know she had a heart problem until suddenly she had a massive heart attack. And um, it seemed to be almost right away. There was no bringing her back. So it was a pretty big shock. We were blindsided by it. And she is our only child. And uh, we always were very close in our relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one reason, we'll talk about a few things here, but there are a couple reasons why our being here this week is extra special. One is because Sarah has written a book. She has become an author, which has been a lifelong dream. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, part of our conversations that we've had is being a lifelong dream, but it wasn't until Jeanette's death that God said it's time. Mm -hmm. Let's write a book now. So her book is, it just came out on Amazon as a Kindle, Mm -hmm. and it'll be available in paperback, and we'll talk about that as we go. And so that was part of the timing of of our being here. We were looking at a book launch, and the book didn't get out quite as fast (laughs) as we had hoped, and that happens. And then the other reason that makes it special is because uh, Sarah, you and Dennis are hitting the sixth year anniversary of Jeanette's death in two days. Yes, in a couple of days. In a couple of days. And so Dave and I just feel very blessed and honored to be able to share, you know, that kind of a, a day and a time with you guys. And we have plans, and we're mm-hmm. going to spend the day together and celebrate Jeanette and cry about losing Jeanette and all those things that happen on that day. So for you, the reason, Sarah, that I wanted to talk to you is because of this book. 
the whole thing about a book because I know that a lot of people say, oh, I should write a book someday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I think it's the same kind of thing. It's like maybe I should write a book about my child because if I get it out there as a book, people can always read about him or her. And even if it's just whether it's a, a memoir that you just want to hand to family and friends or like you, tell us what was behind the book because this book isn't just a memoir. Mm-hmm. It's more than that. You wanted to use it to help other people who find themselves on right. a similar journey. Right. So tell me how that book came about okay. and all the good stuff about it. Yes. Um, my daughter was a teacher and she was very, she was one of those teachers that kids just knew that she cared about them. And she had friends And when her death happened so suddenly, nobody was prepared for it. I knew that there were people grieving besides just me. And I'm a journaler, and so I was writing things in my journal, and I would post them on Facebook, and people would say how encouraging it was. And so for the next few years, it was just journaling, sharing some of that on Facebook, or I had a blog, and I would blog about things. Um, that I was going through. And then all of this eventually became the book. Um, Obviously, nobody wants to read my journals. (laughs) So it went through a lot of revisions, and I was trying to figure out, well, how can I take this journal and make it something that's going to minister and help other people? And so it turned into a devotional. And it's called Footsteps of Hope. Footsteps because it's a journey. And especially in the beginning, we just take baby steps. And that's, and that's enough. For sure. Um, and then the subtitle is Mile Posts to Guide Your Journey Through the Grief of Child Loss. And I use the idea of mile posts for a couple of reasons. First of all, um, these landmark days such as her birthday or the anniversary of her heaven going, those are mile posts. Um, but also mileposts measure progress on a journey. So um, I've called the entries in my devotional mileposts. My book actually spans the past five years as I went through milepost after milepost, mm-hmm. baby step by baby step. Mm-hmm. So that's where the book came from. And I think it's important to recognize that sometimes we feel like we're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. And yes. and we do feel like we may have taken one step forward and then we find ourselves five steps backwards. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how am I ever going to get anywhere if this is what happens? And I think a lot of times we don't realize how far we have come in our grief journey because the pain is so intense and the the darkness is so dark that we can't see that we've been moving forward. And people around us may be able to see it and they may even tell us, which can be very resentful and angering. (laughs) Oh, you're so strong. Oh, you're doing fine. Oh, you're, you know, and it's like, no, I'm not. And so I think having someone who has been on this journey to say these are some of the things that you can look for. These are these are some of the milepost markers that that are showing you that you're doing okay. What you're thinking and how you're feeling, all of that is normal in this place of darkness and trying to find your way out and feeling so lost and confused that this is a milepost marker that you really are working towards the mm-hmm. light and hope, right. even though you can't see it. 
So Sarah, making it mileposts and, you know, we're on a journey and we're going down this road. The thing is, you and I have talked about how it's not that clean, is it? It's not that easy. It's not Mm -hmm. like, okay, there's the road. We're going to run down the road and, you know, it's going to, we're going to get out Mm -hmm. and it's a lot messier, isn't it? Yeah, there isn't any going from point A to point B to point C. It's, uh, and my book is also divided into sections and I've called it, Uh, tangled jungles and hills and valleys and I talk about sometimes it's a roller coaster ride and all of these metaphors that I use about a journey because it's not it's not linear you just go through it and I and my my journey you can see it where it um, goes around the mountain again and I cover the same ground only it's not really the same ground Um, every time you go past the anniversary or you go through certain things you're maybe a little bit higher up on the mountain Um, so you're not necessarily covering the same ground it just feels like it (laughs) right 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 I know the the beginning of your book you share you know when we have write books we have endorsements people who've read what we've written and you've had quite a few people tell you that the things that you've written have been helpful right yes (laughs) yeah I want to ask you I'm, I know because I've written a book and I've kind of gone this journey with you mm-hmm. a little bit as you've written your book. Has it been a lot of work? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially going from journal entries to, to revise it so it will be something other people want to write. The revision and the editing has been enormous. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, so I think some people, you know, you may feel like if, if you've thought about writing a book, but maybe you're more on the memoir side, that's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. you to write a book, you don't have to have some big, nug, you know, big revelation or little nuggets that you can pass along to people behind you on this journey. If that's not what's in your heart to do, mm-hmm. then, you know, if you're listening, don't feel like, oh, right. I can't really write a book. I don't have these, my, I don't have all this stuff, this, you know, thing, these words of wisdom to leave people. And that's okay, because mm-hmm. we each need to write what's in our heart. Right. And if what's in your heart is just having people remember your child and mm-hmm. just sharing about what he or she was like Absolutely. and and the fun times and the you know maybe it was an illness or whatever but mm-hmm. just I think it's so important to write those things down mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't journal at the beginning mm-hmm. so it's like I don't have journals to pull from that's okay mm-hmm. that's okay right. you don't have to have all of that to write has it been worth it oh absolutely no question about that yeah and uh, some of the things that people have have said about my book comes from my grief support group. I also lead a grief support group where I share um, about my journey with them. And that's what a grief support does anyway. It's a mm-hmm. lot of sharing in that people have said how encouraging it's been and how much of a help it is to know somebody who's going through this, who's been through it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We We don't just want our child's death to be remembered we can get stuck Mm -hmm. in the place of their death but we want the fact that they lived yes to matter 
Yes. So writing this down, I mean, even if you just write it as a simple ebook and learn how mm-hmm. to put it out on Amazon as an ebook or print it out as a PDF and give mm-hmm. it to family and friends for Christmas, a Christmas right. gift. It doesn't have to be a big elaborate process with a publisher and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But I think writing about the life of our child and that their life mattered is definitely a way to yes. be able to leave them a, a legacy and, mm-hmm. and help them to be remembered. Now, in my situation and in your situation, we did end up with publishers. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny because when people, when we're together and we end up talking about because there's all this buzz around Sarah's Mm -hmm. book that's coming out now and we're all excited about that. And if we're together, they make the connection. It's like, so did you use the same publisher Sarah's using? And it's like, oh, it's kind (laughs) of strange because I haven't used. It's called Author Academy Elite. And I, I know the founder who started that, and my plan is my next book will be under AAE. But because I, I, I know the caliber and the integrity, mm-hmm. and, I, and I know so many of the authors who have published through AAE, that that's who I recommended to you yes. to use mm-hmm. as a publisher. What has that experience been like working with a publisher and doing this on a level that's mm-hmm. that's not just throwing it out on create space <laughs> right that's that's what my intention was because it's all I knew to do was publish it on Amazon mm-hmm. and then I was told well this book needs to be broader than that you need to get it out there further than just Amazon so uh, Laura had told me about Author Academy Elite, and I was intimidated by it at first. I wasn't sure if I wanted to join, but I did, and I was so thankful because there's so many things I didn't know um, about the publication process of, of bringing a book out. I didn't know any of this stuff. So um, their uh, Author Academy Elite uh, has coaching calls and um, they work with you uh, very individually, actually. Um, there's the group, but they work with you. It is a daunting, intimidating task to write a book and to try to figure out what do I do? How do I get it out there? Even how do I get it on Amazon mm-hmm. through, it used to be called Create Space, and now it's what, Kindle Kindle, Kindle Publishing, I think. Yeah, Kindle Direct Publishing. Uh, yeah, and just cert- for those who are maybe thinking about this, and it's like, okay, I'm I'm... I kind of hear what you're saying, but I'm not sure if I'm following what's the difference between a publisher and self-publishing like you're talking. And just very simply, self-publishing is you do everything from the writing the words to making sure it's got good edits on it to coming up with a cover for the book to getting it formatted so that mm-hmm. it can be printed yes. as a book to writing acknowledgments forwards. I mean, just your indexes and your just every, every, mm-hmm. every 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 piece of it is you and when you go through a publisher and there are there are so many different kinds of publishers there's your traditional publisher and when you go that way that's very very difficult I think it's something like only two percent of manuscripts Mm -hmm. are received by by traditional publishers but you lose the rights to your books they basically buy your book from you and then they can add a chapter take out a chapter they can change it they can Mm -hmm. do what they want with the cover change the name I mean it's theirs yeah And And that's what I didn't want. That's why I knew I wanted to self-publish because I wanted to retain control. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And then you have what's called vanity publishing is they will take your book, 
however you put it together and then you pay them to print it and they'll print the copies and they'll send you cases and cases of books that you get to sell and then there is the self-publishing and then there's what is called a hybrid publishing and that's what Sarah has done through AAE and something very similar in my book When Tragedy Strikes is considered a hybrid publisher through Morgan James Publishing and our two publishers know each other (laughs) so that is a combination of the traditional publishing and the self-publishing and they merge the best of those two together Mm So you keep the rights to your books. When you self-publish, you don't have a distributor that libraries, bookstores, most of the time they don't see your book as a legitimate book that they will sell. In bookstores like Barnes & Noble or Books A Million or Family Christian Bookstores or whatever, because if they have books on the shelves and they don't sell in a certain amount of time, they have to be able to return those. And working through a distributor, it's called like Ingram Sparks. There's a couple out there. If these bookstores don't have a way to return them, they won't deal with you. So that's another reason to go through a publisher because then they use the book distributors mm-hmm. that are recognized by the bookstores. I mean, it's it's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to in any way discourage someone from writing a book. But I think if you're thinking about it, You need to know from the beginning why you're writing the book Mm -hmm. and how you want to get it out there and who you want to read your book. And, you know, a lot of us will have this dream of writing a book and it's just going to be so good and people are just going to buy it like crazy and I'll be a famous author. And it's so rare. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so rare. So, you know, not to discourage you from writing a book. But it's really important to know, am I going to self-publish because this is really more for family and friends and whoever might find it and be interested? Or is this, do I have a message that I just feel compelled? God's given me this message Mm -hmm. through the death of my child and I need to get it out there. Mm -hmm. And so these hybrid uh, publishers... You keep the rights to your book. You they, They'll work with you on what do you want mm-hmm. for your cover, but then right. they'll design the cover as mm-hmm. part of the process. Editing is pretty much on your own no matter who you go with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and editing is important. It's hugely important. So you need to have a chunk of finances for the editing to have a, a professional book that people yes. will buy. And then what am I missing, Sarah? The marketing piece. The marketing, The yes. marketing piece, I don't care who your publisher is. I don't care if it's Tyndall Publishing I don't care. I know someone who published through Tyndall Publishing. You are responsible for marketing your own mm-hmm. book. It's your baby. Yep. And unless you're somebody like an Oprah Winfrey <laughs> who has a huge name, you will be marketing your own book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so is there anything I've forgotten about, anything you want to add about it, the publishing piece of side of things? Um, no, that's... Okay. But Author Academy Elite walks you through all these all the steps. And that's one, like I said, that's one reason I like them because I don't feel alone in the process. They work with you and help you through it. Yes, yes. And it's and they'll even help you if you know you want to write a book and you've never written the first mm-hmm. word. If you don't even know what direction, you know, I don't know. I know I want to write a book, but I'm really not sure exactly what it's going to look like or what. I mean, they will even help you with that mm-hmm. to narrow down exactly what your book is going to be about mm-hmm. and help you come up with an outline and a chapter, pay, you know, all of that. I mean, mm-hmm. they will do it all from scratch. And it is an investment. And if you go through any publisher, it's going to be an investment of some kind. 
So yeah, if you're going to invest, you might as well invest with someone that's going to help you walk through the process. Yeah. And another word about the, I, I felt intimidated at first. And I think anytime you take a leap of faith mm-hmm. and you're doing something new that you've never done before, you got to get past that mm-hmm. because it's so worth it once you get in there and figure it out. But I think everybody, well, I don't know if everybody, but most people who mm-hmm. join Author Academy Elite seem to be like, what, what am I what am I supposed to do? But you figure it out as you go through it. Be willing to take that leap um, to through whatever publisher mm-hmm. you want, and don't be don't let that intimidation stop you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing I just thought of is like for me, even though I went through Morgan James and it was much more of like your hybrid publishing company, I still signed a contract with them that my manuscript would be turned into them by a certain date, and that put a lot of pressure on me and, and it took a toll emotionally on me because I had a deadline that I and when you're writing about your child it immerses you yeah. back into yes, the emotions does. of what happened mm-hmm. and so it's it's hard it's hard and so to be able to take a break from that and right. step back when you need to which I didn't get to do with with my When Tragedy Strikes book but with Author Academy Elite there's no deadline like that is there well there's 18 months okay but um, that's but a you good can, chunk of time. It is. 18 months, it, mm-hmm. it is a good chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Once you get started and you have someone holding your hand to walk you mm-hmm. through it, yes. but that also allows you, I had like three months. And oh so, <laughs> yeah. And so I, it really took a toll on me physically in every, in every way. And so the 18 month period is much better. You can pull mm-hmm. back when you need to get back mm-hmm. into it. And, and they encourage you, you know, yes. if they don't hear from you for a while yes. or whatever. So, I mean, I, I know we're, putting a lot of time into talking about the mechanics of writing a book and publishers and everything. But but I've had so many people come to me. In fact, you opened the door for, for me to be able to, Dave and I, be able to minister at, at your church mm-hmm. Saturday. And I had two people come up to me and kind of, oh, I want to write a book. And, uh-huh. and so every uh-huh. place I go and I get emails mm-hmm. because once you become an author, then it's like, can you tell me how to become an author? And so that's one reason why I wanted to spend time specifically uh-huh. about this. Uh-huh. Maybe listening to this, I hope not, but maybe listening to this is like, okay, now I really don't know what to do. <laughs> So I don't have the calling and I don't have the patience. (laughs) I can't walk somebody through writing a book. I just can't. But I would love to direct you if you're listening and you're interested in directing you in places you can go. And I, you know, I can recommend one or two places. And it is an investment. You pay for their program and they will walk you Mm -hmm. step by step, piece by piece in how how to self-publish your book. I didn't have that. It's hard, and there are a lot of steps, and so it's nice to have invest someone who will help you do that. And then there are you can try for traditional publishing if you feel led that way. I'll put a link in for Author Academy Elite and for Morgan James Publishing if you want to try one of those. And I know Morgan James, they will always take applications. Author Academy Elite, he does it in seasons. Because he he knows in order to help you do a good job, we can't have 150 people that we're trying to help write a book. Like Sarah said, you go through as a group, but you're helped individually. Yes. So they can't do that if they have too many students. So they just mm-hmm. open it up to a limited number of authors by application process. Mm-hmm. 
and then they close it for a season. So it's we'll put a link, and in the meantime, the link I will give you, his name is Carrie Oberbrunner. He calls himself a bald guy with a girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> and the link that I will give you is actually a, uh, a blueprint to help you get started on writing your book. Mm-hmm. And so then if you like that, then at the end of that, uh, then they'll give you a link to how to go deeper with this and connect with, with AAE a little bit further. So there are so many options out there for writing a book and it's a matter of which one works for you pray it through pray through the timing and i I think a book is a wonderful way Mm -hmm. to leave a legacy for your child yeah i wanted to mention also about the investment involved for me it seemed like a lot of money and that was something that can hold some people back it's like how much do i have to pay and there's the editing and there's other things that, that cost money. But if this is something that God ha- has you doing, do it. It's not just spending money. It's an investment. And the return on that is not necessarily the book sales. The return on that is the people that this will minister to and the people it will help. Yes, I'm so glad you said that. Definitely. Yeah, we think of investment as always financial, mm-hmm. but that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. And and I will just add that these two publishers that you and I have gone through, they will also, especially Carrie in Author Academy Elite, uh, but both of them will, they'll help you write your book in such a way that you can branch off and do other things mm-hmm. with the book. Yes. Yes. So you can go beyond just the book mm-hmm. and and that book can be a springboard to mm-hmm. other ways that you right. can get out what's in your heart, the message, what you've learned through the death of your child, how mm-hmm. it's changed your life and you know all those whatever's in your heart that you want that you just really feel like I need to share this with others. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and that book can be a springboard right to lots of other yeah. ways. And so I I look forward to exploring some of that. Where is God going to lead me? next. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. I look forward to that too. (laughs) Because we've been on this journey together. I'll ask you a last question, Sarah. What would you tell a grieving parent who's looking for a way to help their child leave a legacy? Well, that's interesting because when I think of a legacy, I tend to think of something that my child did that I can carry forward. And Jeanette and me were very different. She was really into arts and crafts and um, photography. And she, she was very creative. And I don't have those talents. Hmm. So at first I was thinking, well, I don't have any way to carry on her legacy doing what she did. And I think it's kind of normal to feel like we have to be what our child was. And we can't, we can't fill their shoes. We can't be what they were. And uh, so this is my way of carrying on her legacy. I get to write about her. I get to tell people about her. And I think she's, um, she's in heaven. I think she's already read my book. <laughs> and, I, and I felt like this, as I was writing it, I felt like she was cheering me on and saying, get that book written, mom. And uh, I think the day that it gets released, I think she's going to party in heaven <laughs> because of this. So 
that's mm-hmm. that's what it means to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I'm so that's so good. Yes. So Sarah, how can people contact you? How can they get a hold of your book? What's the best way for people to? Um, I'm on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> and uh, that's probably at the moment the best way. Okay. Uh, I'll explore or an email some address. Email address. So look in the show notes. This is like all new stuff, yeah. <laughs> you know, because when you write a book, then it's like, oh, should I have a, a web page for my book? Should I, do I connect people directly to me? Do I connect them to the book? That's part of the journey. Yeah. And um, I do have a web page, but <laughs> I've been so busy writing my book that my web page is completely neglected. I'd be embarrassed to say to you there. <laughs> Uh, so that's something I have to work on okay so tell you what look in the show notes and we'll have something there at least the Facebook page and and it's funny because I mean this is it's it's just the way life is I when you're a grieving parent and then you've got projects and I mean it's just life just gets crazy and there are down times and this is a rough time of year and Jeanette's birthday was just a few weeks ago so the whole you hit yes. the holiday season the birthday mm-hmm. the de- are just so crammed together for you plus mm-hmm. working on this book to get it out and yeah. you wanted it out on her birthday yes yeah I missed her birthday and uh, so the release date is actually February 29th, <laughs> Leap Day, which I think is pretty cool. Perfect. Yes, <laughs> it is taking a leap. So check the show notes. And in the meantime, check for Sarah Nelson on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and you I have actually, Footsteps of Hope. Yes, I actually go by, I include my middle name. So I'll look for Sarah Faith Nelson okay. and Footsteps of Hope. And Footsteps of Hope has its own Facebook page, correct? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you can definitely connect there. The book will be there and more information as life continues. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. And uh, it was fun having you on the podcast. And I'm sure we'll be talking again. It's a privilege. (laughs) Thank you. We'll be talking again with our listeners at some other point, I'm sure. All right. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Sarah. She and I covered a lot of information in a short amount of time. And to find a link to everything that we talked about, just go to gpshope.org and find today's podcast, episode 43, Footsteps of Hope. And there in the show notes, you will find a link to all the things that we talked about, anything that you're interested there. And you can always send me an email at laura at gpshope.org to answer questions on this subject if there was anything that was confusing or you just need a little bit more direction somewhere I can point you. So with that, let's go ahead and get into this week's birthday segment. And unfortunately, we have no birthdays this week to share with you. If you are new to this podcast, I love to share the birthdays of our children. And if you would like to have your son or daughter's birthday shared with our listeners, just go to gpshope.org birthdays and submit the needed information. And I would, like I said, I would love to help you celebrate the day that he or she came into the world. I hope you are enjoying this series of How to Help Your Child Leave a Legacy. Next week, we're going to be talking to Marcella Johnson, who started what is called the Comfort Cup. It's a fascinating story and a precious tool for many perivers. And I look forward to sharing Marcella with you. And the last thing I want to remind you, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.